Hello ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome along to another episode of your favourite wrestling podcast, The Wrestling. My name is James, I am here with my boy Steve, how are you doing today sir? I am great, started the morning very early and well, I'm here now with my good friend James. As you say early, I mean, we've got a six hour time difference just for people that don't um don't know or don't appreciate so right. um so yeah it's, it's, i do appreciate your time um i mean i've got a lot of it at the moment i know you're still working mm-hmm. over there but um how are things over there because i know you had like like since we last spoke like you've had some some weather oh god yes so um basically um it's like the pandemic still doesn't exist here um, then we got a hard freeze that literally, uh, shut this whole state down, basically. There was no power, no water, uh, it was filthy. I don't know how I made it to work some days, because the roads were so icy. It, it was hell last week. Complete hell. You're actually describing it as hell on earth. Funny thing is, hell is always described as, like, hot and fire and brimstone. But you're, yeah. you, you were dealing with snow and ice, right? <laughs> yes. Which Texans um, are not used to, especially where I am right now. We never get, like, we, I haven't seen a snow here in, I think, in over a decade and a half. Oh, wow. It's actually that long. I mean, where we are, we get it now and again. We don't get it, like, every year, like, you know, like clockwork, say, like, New York City would, for example, but... Yeah. Um, we get it now and again, and it's kind of like we're never prepared for it. Like our country just comes to like a complete standstill when it does snow mm-hmm. here. So um, I feel your pain, but I mean we've never had our power completely out um, like you guys did. Because I, I was chatting with um, a friend of ours, uh, Mia, uh, on Instagram, and she replied to a message like half a week later, and then I realised that you guys didn't have any power like at all. So. Yeah, no power, no Wi-Fi, nothing. What did you do with your time? I went to oh, so the the few day the first few days um because I had no power and water um I drove to work on the icy roads. It took me an hour to get there, but I got there barely. <laughs> How long should it take you? Uh, fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh oh oh! I was gonna say when you said an hour. That's a normal commute for me because I live like just mm-hmm. on the fringes of London and work like in the center of London. So it is it is an hour for me. So I tried to think what it would be on snowy roads. Uh, probably. Well, I probably wouldn't bother. <laughs> I'll probably just ring in and say I'm not coming. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, other than that, pan- pandemic, you said, isn't it's non-existent in America still. Um, I guess that's yeah. a bit worrying. I, yeah, they don't care. I'm nice. Damn Americans, but I digress. 
Yeah, as long as you're wearing your mask still, because um, you work in like food retail, don't you? Yeah, so I mean, I'm always wearing it. Wear it at the gym. Uh, wear it. Literally wear it everywhere I go. I mean, at least you can go to the gym. Like, not that I go to the gym. Don't get me wrong. Unless it's right. like a Pokemon gym. But um, <laughs> at least you, at least you can do stuff. Like, we're still. We've been in lockdown since like the week before Christmas, and nothing um is open here still. Really, um, we had an announcement. Uh, so we're recording this on Wednesday, the 24th of February. So we had an announcement earlier this week um, on Monday evening, basically saying how we're going to come out of this lockdown. So um, I will be going back to work on like the week of the 12th of April, which is still, you know, a good few weeks away or like even isn't further that than like, that, really. Isn't that like the day after WrestleMania? <laughs> it is, yeah. So... I'm glad you said that, really, because um, I've actually booked off, like, prior to that announcement. I'd already booked off that week, so yeah. um, so I can watch the two-day uh, mania that will be over the uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we can kind of get a bit of normality, but um, are you guys any closer to having vaccination? And yeah, vaccination, there's been a few places that's been giving the vaccination. I have not gotten it yet because uh, supposedly my job's going to provide the vaccine, but I I haven't heard anything from it since they announced they were going to try and get it to us. So you are like, You're on the front line. You're, I don't know if you would be deemed an essential worker, but you know, yeah. you're on the front line. But um, ours has kind of been rolled out quite successfully so far. Um, a lot of, or mostly of the elderly people have kind of been done now, but um, yeah. they're projecting that I won't get mine until kind of April time, so uh, but I would like to have it before I go back to work if that makes right. sense, just because no. you know, just extra bit of security, you know, because um, we've got I don't know if it's the same where you are, but we're going to have to have like two doses, so we'll have one um, and then we have the second one kind of like 12 weeks afterwards, so like three months basically. So yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll wait and no, see. It's, 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 the, it's the same here. It's uh, two doses here. Okay. And you haven't had the first one yet either? I haven't. No one's given it to me. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. Um, this is the wrestling podcast. You haven't, uh, you haven't got lost. Um, we will start talking about the wrestling uh, momentarily. Hmm. So... Where should we start? Do you want to start with the more newsworthy stuff being Elimination Chamber? I'll start with the um, start at the yeah, end. Let's go with, so yeah, let's go with, we, let's go we've got a couple of we've got a couple of shows to uh, to review or to talk about. So we'll start with the Chamber and then we'll do NXT after, I guess. Um, yeah. Thoughts on then to start off, like I say, the newsworthy headlines. The Miz is the new WWE champion. What are your thoughts, please? Well, when I saw it, I was like, wow. After 10 years, The Miz is champion again. And don't get me wrong, I don't I don't hate The Miz. I think The Miz, for what he does, what, exactly whatever they ask him to do, and I think that's that's fine and all. But, like, it's like, from what I've heard, too, like, he's not even going to be involved at the in the WrestleMania WWE title main event. I think... This, I think he might lose it like at Fastlane or even before that. <laughs> I said this as soon as the show went off the air on Sunday night. 
um, I, I said there is no way that The Miz is going to make w, uh, WrestleMania as WWE champion. Just no way. But to echo what you said, um, yeah, I'll add to say, like, um, he is a company man and he has been loyal, like, to a T pretty much for how, like you said, 10 years since his last um, title reign, WWE title reign. I, know he's, I think he's, um, is he tied with Jericho on the Intercontinentals? Uh, I think he's one behind him. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so he might, I mean, he's probably got a bit of longevity still in his career, so he might go on and um, beat that record yet. Break it, yeah. Especially with Jericho being in AEW, they probably uh, probably want to eradicate him from the WWE at this point. So yeah, that's probably a given that that'll happen. But no, just to go back on uh, on his win on, uh, on Sunday at the Chamber... I loved it. I thought it was really, really cool. And um, I like the way that they've done it as well. But I noticed after and like on social media and stuff, like I have seen Raw as well this week. I don't know if you have, but um, everyone was already talking about Bobby Lashley rather than The Miz. Um, and like mm-hmm. you said, you know, The Miz might not make um, WrestleMania as WWE champion. So uh, people are already speculating that it's going to be maybe Bobby versus... Um, Lesnar. Drew. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Ooh. Or, uh, have you not heard that one? Did you not hear that one? Oh, I heard Brock Lesnar. They're trying to bring him back for Mania, but I was like, I would just think, you know, Drew would somehow get back to the title eventually, but I'm fine with either or. I mean, I ain't gonna lie that Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar matchup does intrigue me a little bit. See, if I'm being honest, I'm going to kind of like disagree with you slightly. I don't see Drew going back into the WWE title picture like, for a while, um, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks because, you know, he's he's kind of carried the company. Him and Roman have carried the company. Um, well, not, not Roman well, so much. Yeah. Well, not Roman so much because he didn't come back till SummerSlam. But, um, but Drew has definitely held the company up being WWE champion throughout a whole pandemic, you know. So mm-hmm. he deserves to be rewarded for that. But... Um, if I'm being totally honest, I think that Drew will face Sheamus one-on-one at WrestleMania with maybe like a stipulation on it, like a kind of hardcore match or something, uh, something along those lines. But um, I was I, I was thinking a I was thinking a sword on the pole match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a sword. <laughs> I'd go for that actually. Yeah, loser has to be decapitated. Right. Um, <laughs> But I think WWE have always fancied uh, Bobby versus Brock. Um, I think since Bobby was brought back, I reckon it was in his contract to kind of have this yeah. match um, somewhere. Because he only came back, uh, I want to say the night after New Orleans. Or after New Orleans, I want to say he came back then. Wow, he's been he's been here that long? Wow. WrestleMania, I want to say it was WrestleMania 34. Because I was sitting on my own and I was the only person like excited about it in the block that I was in. And... Um, Everyone was like, really why do you... I remember everyone being like, why do you like Lashley so much? But I've always been like a Lashley mark. I, I don't know why. I just like, I've always liked him. But um, but yeah, I reckon the Bobby and Brock match was supposed to happen in a Saudi show, maybe. And yeah. because because they've not been able to do that, WrestleMania, obviously, like, you know, this year especially, WrestleMania seems like, has seemed up in the air for a while. So it makes sense to kind of do it now and just sort of get it out of the way. But I don't know. Would you be pumped for Bobby versus Brock? Yeah, I said, it does intrigue me a little bit. I mean, both have MMA backgrounds. 
you know, it's a match that hasn't happened, so that's something fresh, I guess. It's it, well, just two, just two big men fighting each other. Big men slapping meat, as our man Floyd there likes to go. say. <laughs> two big um, men slapping meat. There you go. What do you think happens with Miz then? Because you know, if we are predicting that he's going to be a transitional champion, um, my kind of thought process was that he was going to be in some sort of. Um, you know, like reality TV match or, uh, you know, like that kind of external WWE match that they like to put on at Mania to draw in a few people that aren't really wrestling fans. So that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was going to be um, Miz and Morrison. I still think, yeah, against Bad Bunny and uh, uh, Damian Priest, I think that's still going to happen. You think that will be the match? Um, yep. Yeah, I mean... I mean Bad, Bun- Bad Bunny's already taking a bump off the top rope, so... And you know I what, guess. as well, he's, he's been on TV every week since the Rumble. Like, he's been on Raw every week. With He's, he's current 24-7 champion as well, which is just weird. But, he's, um, carrying the, he's carrying the damn title. Like, he was on a show on Saturday night here. He was literally, while he was performing, he had the title on him. So he's promoting <laughs> the title somewhere. I actually saw a clip of that where he was kind of singing to the title as if it was like his love interest. It was like very, his very love bizarre. Of his life, yeah. Very bizarre, but, um, but yeah. Apparently, even, apparently, he's a big fan, so, like, uh, you, you know, go ahead, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania being WrestleMania, like, I'm not surprised. I mean, if I was at this year's WrestleMania, that match would probably be one of my toilet breaks. Um, Bathroom breaks. exactly. So, um, just to put that into context, I wouldn't be that excited for it. But um, it's a two-night mania as well this year, remember, so... Um, like it was last year, in fact, but they've got to have enough draws over the course of the two nights to kind of bring in enough people, I suppose, bring in enough viewership. So, um, but yeah, that would be my prediction at this point. Uh, so yeah, Drew, Drew, Sheamus, Miz and uh, Morrison versus The Bunny and um, Damian mm-hmm. Priest and then Bobby and Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Would be my- be my prediction at this point happy to be wrong as well happy to have this is what i said like before the elimination chamber pay-per-view even started i was happy to have like a surprise or like just change it up because this year or this time normally it's close to wrestlemania everything is like nailed on and booked in so you don't Mm -hmm. normally get any surprises and it's just like a default pay-per-view but um Mm -hmm. but yeah i have to say like i was quite surprised and enjoyed Miz cashing in. A lot of people thought he was going to be unsuccessful with his briefcase, but I'm glad that he won, actually. Um, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed that bit a lot. So, shall we talk about the actual Elimination Chamber match itself that led to um, the Miz's cash-in? The cash-in. So, um, yeah. I've, I've got, I have wrote some notes, but um, <laughs> I, I'm not really sure where to start, because it's a funny kind of match, isn't it, where it's kind of like they try and make out as if it's like a Royal Rumble with a countdown, but it's not that exciting, really. I don't know how uh-huh. you feel, but I don't think Elimination I mean, the Chamber only, matches the only, are that the, great. Uh, I used to like them a lot. I mean, but I don't know. I feel like, for me, it's the Chamber. I feel like it doesn't hurt as much, but at the same time, I get it. You're trying to protect the stars. But I did like the old Chamber design where the freaking... The, the steel uh, railing on the outside and all that stuff. 
But um, I mean, the only thing about the countdown is that like, you're just wondering who's gonna come in next, and we already knew Sheamus is coming in last. But other than that, it's just like just a, yeah. basically like an all-out brawl in a in a freaking cage. I remember a few years ago when they changed it, and I remember being quite disappointed at the time because it's all padded now. Like you say, it's yeah. like looks like a kids' play area now rather than a um, uh, rather than like a scary match concept. But um, I guess it is what it is, and like you say, it protects. Um, they are so close to WrestleMania, their show of shows, you know. Like, um, but then why why can't why why don't they just do it later then? Like, rather than have the Elimination Chamber two months before Mania, do it somewhere else in the year where you've got a lull. You know, like, there's plenty of time in the year that isn't exciting. Do it then. Or do it, uh, rather than have um, rather than have pay-per-views named after match types, just do, do them as a surprise, like they were initially. Because I think the first one was at a Survivor Series, and then the second one was at a SummerSlam, and then it became, like, I think a pay-per-view after that. Yeah, there were a couple of, like, I think it was that one, the SummerSlam one, and then it was the one with John Cena retaining the title at the uh, New Year's Revolution, then No Way Out, and then it just stayed in the February spot, like, since 2008 or something. That's right, yeah, like, it was part of No Way Out, wasn't it? Which kind of fit, to be fair, No Way Out, you know, No Way Out. Yeah, I freaking love that, for some reason, I I love that pay-per-view, but, um. Yeah, but then I remember every freak, every February, it'd be okay. Chamber would be around this time, and it just been going like that for the last 13, 12 years. Yeah, it's annoying with the with the uh, pay per view calendar that you just know what you're gonna get, you know, before it's like you start kind of already booking feuds in your mind mm-hmm. to go into these match types like Hell in a Cell and stuff like. Um, mm-hmm. Just before we, I but, guess we were going to talk about this particular match, but just while we're on the subject of it. I was disappointed there wasn't a women's one this year. Were you the I same? Mean, it is what it is. Honestly, I was, trying, I was trying to think, like, could we justify an elimination chamber match with the women? I was trying to think, okay. Yeah, I guess I, that's probably true, actually, in terms of they. I mean, there's no, it's no secret that the women haven't been booked particularly well recently, um, oh, especially on Raw. Like, oh, I'll get this <laughs> Well, we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit, but um, let's talk about the main event first. Where uh, so you have Randy? Oscar deserves better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will get to it. Believe me, I've got it all noted down to get to some point during the show. Um, but yeah, just to start with, uh, or to end with, should I say, the elimination chamber started with uh, Randy and Jeff. Um, I was quite surprised that Randy Orton was eliminated so early, and uh, wasn't eliminated through like fiend shenanigans because you know he's still kind of telling this story on raw that you know with alexa bliss and stuff that you know the fiend is going to come back for him uh, probably for mm. wrestlemania most likely wrestlemania so i kind of expected alexa or the fiend kind of involvement to kind of eliminate randy but that didn't happen um what i would have liked to have seen is say like um alexa just appears randomly in the middle of the ring and Randy was the only one that could see her, and nobody else could. Uh, I would have loved that. Oh, that would have been so good. I'm loving everything Alexa's doing right now. But um, I was quite surprised that Randy was out early, um, to be honest. And then uh, it was quite a while before the next elimination as well. Like, I haven't got the eliminations written down or anything. But, um, 
Um, but then it went down to Sheamus, AJ, and uh, Drew. Drew. And uh, yeah, Drew Drew got hit with a bro kick, and then AJ hit Sheamus with the phenomenal art forearm, and then there was like a mid-air um, Playmore kick on AJ, which looked really really good. So uh, I actually really enjoyed the match. Yeah, I enjoyed the match itself. Like you know. We, we moan about the concept of it and stuff, but to be honest, I think as well, whereas I'm not overly invested in it this year because I'm not going to WrestleMania this year, so it's literally a case of I'm just trying to enjoy what they present in front of me. So in terms of this match mm-hmm. and this pay-per-view, I actually really liked it. But um, did you have anything else in this Elimination Chamber match that you wanted to mention? No, not really. Honestly, it was it was one of the safer Elimination Chamber matches. Like, nothing, nothing's too crazy, honestly. But, you know, they got, yes. they got where they wanted to go. They got where they wanted to go. So, I guess it's exciting. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, not going to lie. I enjoyed the finish of it, like I say. But um, there was also... I, oh, I enjoyed a, I, I enjoyed a, uh, almost as a spot where he ripped the uh, plexiglass off the off of AJ's freaking uh, pod. So he didn't try, and he got out of it and went around just to go and try and pin uh, Hardy and uh, who was it? Hardy and McIntyre when they were both down. Yeah. You know, you know what? Like, I don't think oh, it would have done. I don't think it would have done any damage to actually eliminate one of those people at that point because it looked mm-hmm. totally pointless afterwards. Where AJ, you know, he he skipped his entry into the mm-hmm. chamber match and then got no advantage out of it. So it looks yeah. a bit silly, but it was a nice concept, though, because it hadn't been done before. I hadn't seen that done before. So um, <laughs> what made me laugh at that point, though, was when Adam Pearce was trying to get rid of Omos, and Omos is just towering over him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it looks so stupid. Like, why would you even listen? It makes no sense. It's like when referees try and eject people. It makes no sense. Why would you listen? Just stay where you are. Stand your ground. You're twice the size of this man. But, um, I mean, it's, but, not yeah. like it's not like it's not like they're going to disqualify the guy if, if you don't leave. And we know as well that rules in WWE mean nothing anymore. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it seemed a bit silly. But I also loved as well at the beginning before the match even started. So Kofi was in his um, was in his pod and everyone that kind of came in after him, he was almost like fangirling for like he was their biggest oh, fan. Yeah. Oh and yeah, just, I, was, I think he said, "Man, look at those biceps! I don't know, look at your squat! <laughs> look at those legs! Yeah, you flexing them quads? You squatting?" I was like, when when Randy Orton came out. I yeah, like, oh, that's funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he loved their quads. I remember I wrote down the word quads, where he was literally like, "Oh, quads. look at those quads!" <laughs> yeah, you fle- you flexing those things? Yeah, you you definitely squat. <laughs> so funny, so funny. I think Kofi as well. He's just here for a good time at the moment, isn't he? That's all he is. is honestly, honestly he's, done, he's done everything. He's held the tag titles, US, Intercontinental, WWE title. Honestly, I think he's just enjoying his job right now. So this is going to sound bad, right? But on Kofi, just quick. Um, the, the week prior on Raw, when they were announcing like um, who was going to be in the chamber, and they said it was going to be all uh, past WWE champions. I know it's going to sound horrible, but I totally forgot that Kofi Kingston was WWE champion. Well, I want to. I want to be honest. Like the only memorable part of his title reign was him winning the title, and then the and rest then of it, the, and then lo- <laughs> and then losing the title in like five seconds. Didn't he, didn't he like rival mostly with Orton? 
Yeah, it was Orton during the summer, Kevin Owens the first few months. Yeah. I think Dolph Ziggler was somewhere in there for some reason. That was it. For some reason, that's just what Dolph does. He's um, he's just there. He's just your... Uh, <laughs> he is like your first title defense, whether you like it or not. Dolph Ziggler, legend. Um, all right, cool. So that was the main event of uh, Elimination Chamber with obviously the shenanigans of the Miz cashing in afterwards that we spoke about. Um, should we talk about the other Elimination Chamber match whilst we're on them? Um, as well. The SmackDown one. So this one had a different feel to it where Roman was going to face um, the winner regardless. So it kind of ruined it a little bit for me in the sense that it didn't matter who won this match. It was just going to be a case of Roman's going to just wash you afterwards anyway. Um, and I, I was actually under the impression that because this went on first uh, during the night, mm-hmm. I thought that Roman might have faced the winner of it like later in the show, rather than immediately. Yeah, that's um, what I thought, but Roman does what Roman wants. As he is head of the table. Um, mm-hmm. Are you still enjoying Roman, out of curiosity? Yeah, I, I still love this whole douchebag uh, approach up to him. I don't know, it's just... I just like it. I still like it. I like how the fact, like, you know what? Y'all just went through a grueling match. You know what? I'm about to go and face you right now. So <laughs> I, I still like it. Not going to lie. I'll be honest, I do like it, um, but the previous week on SmackDown, I think it was even like the two days before Elimination Chamber where um, Edge was kind of doing the rounds backstage, talking to pretty much every participant um, of Elimination Chamber, kind of giving you the disbelief that it's definitely not going to be Roman at Mania, even though it is. Um, and it made me think, when he was talking to Brian, and when he was talking to Cesaro, and then when he was talking to KO, I was like, you know what? I want to see those three matches ahead of Edge versus Roman. That's just my take mm. on it. I don't know if anyone else is going to feel the same on that. Um, but yeah, I feel like Roman and Edge could be like just a little bit boring at Mania. Um, Honestly, it's it's just fear with fear. They wanted to do that last year with Goldberg, but it didn't work out because Roman pulled out because it was twin kid. Well, now they got their spear versus spear. Well, everyone keeps saying this idea of spear versus spear, but I haven't actually heard WWE say it yet. Maybe and we'll get it. Uh, they'll, they'll start saying it like right after probably like probably starting this week, honestly. <laughs> yeah, give Michael Cole a line, <laughs> and he'll just like like spear in the versus spear for the love <laughs> of mankind. Ugh. It's a big dog. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this about Edge. Um, so I found out recently that Edge, I'm blocked by Edge on Twitter. You're blocked. And I don't know why. And um, I was trying to work out why. And it made me think that I'll probably realize closer to Mania because I was trying to work out how long I'd been blocked for. And um, I don't know whether or not, because I was looking at my tweets from the Rumble. And this is when I kind of first noticed that I was blocked because Edge doesn't really tweet that much unless he's around. And um <laughs> Obviously, he came he came back around at the Rumble, and then that's when I realized I was blocked sort of thing. So um, I was looking at my tweets from the Rumble, and I didn't really send anything that harsh. I just sort of said, you know, I like Edge, but I didn't like the fact that he won the Rumble, and that was kind of it. And I thought, hmm, that probably wouldn't warrant a block. So maybe at Mania time, like maybe I totally slagged off his match with Randy Orton. Maybe I was horrible about it, and maybe he blocked me then. But I was also thinking back to... Um, 
I went to this convention in London that he was doing a signing at, right? And as part of the day, he did a, um, a Q&A. And uh, the guy that introduced him onto, sta- onto the stage knew nothing about wrestling. And he went, um, like, introduced him as, ladies and gentlemen, The Edge, and called him The Edge. And it was literally, like, the funniest thing I think I've ever seen, like, live. And you know when yeah, he used to do yeah. the podcast? <laughs> you know when he used to do the... The podcast, yeah. Um, I used to listen to that like every week and they used to open up their Twitter to questions. And I think I commented pretty much like every week saying about the, this situation, like the edge. And I think he like that might have been another, like he might have blocked me like ironically because of that. Maybe I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think back to like interactions that I've had with edge like online um, that would warrant a block. But um but yeah, no, he, he is all, always going to be known as the Edge to me now. So, but just mm-hmm. as a little disclaimer, I do like Edge. Like, I don't know why I'm blocked. Like, when I was thinking about people who should be blocking me, I'm still not blocked by Charlotte Fleur, and I have been so rude to that woman. Oh, not not rude. I don't like you know abuse her or anything. I just always say about her like position. So if anything, if anyone should have blocked me, it should have been her. But I don't know. I don't know. Are you blocked by anyone? Nope. <laughs> oh, you little goody two-shoes. Nope. Well, I got to stay in people's good graces in this business, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've actually met Edge, like, twice, and he was cool, like, both times I met him, and he was nice, you know, so nothing but good memories with Edge. Um, it's just find it a bit weird that he blocked me on Twitter. Oh, it's funny. Anyway, uh, back to the Chamber match. Um, so the reason why we were talking about Edge, just in case people don't know, um, for some reason you're on a different planet, but Edge versus Roman is happening at Mania because Roman beat um, Daniel Bryan, who won the Elimination Chamber match like pretty quickly, within like 10 seconds or something, and then Edge uh, speared Roman to kind of get him back for when Roman speared Edge on SmackDown. So just to kind of fill you in on that. Um, but the match itself for the Elimination Chamber, you had Cesaro and Daniel Bryan start, um, which I thought was how great. You know, how great was how great was that? That was just that was just great wrestling at the beginning. It was great wrestling, which brings me to the point what we were kind of saying earlier about the Elimination Chamber not even needing to really be there because all the like until the, the further um, entrant came in, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan did everything in the ring. Yeah. Um, I've got noted down as well that Cesaro's trunks were proper trippy. I don't know if it was my TV. Oh, yes, yes. I was. I was. I look at his trunks and I was like, "Whoa, is it me? Am I just sleepy, or am I tripping on Cesaro's trunks?" Because they were like so, like, "Whoa." Trust me, I was literally like, "What the hell is going on in my head?" I, I, I thought it might have been because I was maybe a little bit tired or something, but that's yeah, a nice shot too. Yeah, his trunks were proper tripping me up. So. Um, uh, what else have I got for this? He's the cyborg. <laughs> he's the si- cyborg. That was. That I, I think he did that on purpose. <laughs> what did? You, what have you thought on um, kind of Cesaro's little run that he's kind of been having? Uh, I like it. He, I like that he's getting featured on TV. I like that he's freaking uh, getting a chance to actually show what he's good at. But it doesn't matter in the end. He's always going to be looked at as a tag team wrestler that comes close to the gla- to the brass ring, but never gets it. 
So you know what? It's so it's so unfortunate, guys. Yeah, that's a good word, actually. That is a good word, unfortunate. So you know what uh, my thought process was prior to this Mm -hmm. was um, the Cesaro run that he's had recently. I thought Cesaro was going to win the chamber and then just kind of get squashed by Roman because then that kind of gives us fans of Cesaro like that little bit of moment, that little bit of buzz because you can then say, oh, yeah, but he... You know, he won the Elimination Chamber, so... But then maybe people would have been more disappointed that he loses to Roman. So it's it's a bit swings and roundabouts, that one, because, you know, you can you could uh, have an argument for both cases. But, yeah, like you say, um, Cesaro will always be kind of stuck in the mid-card, won't he? Um, yeah. It's annoying as well, because the guy's like 40. I didn't realise how old he was, or not old, but how old for a wrestler, I guess, or, like, of age for a wrestler. You know, 40... I kind of thought, oh, it's now or never for him, really. Um, so it's a bit disappointing. But I su- I've heard, I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently his contract is up um, around Mania time. So maybe they're kind of giving him this little rub to kind of get him to re-sign. Or they're yeah, either giving him a... <laughs> yeah, thanks for signing. Is he, is yeah, he that's, that's, that's literally what they do. Oh, contact him. They give him the TV time and there's no push. Maybe they're throwing a little title opportunity and they, they want to find back to him back to the mid card and That's yeah, how it is. I mean, with um, with with the, the way I watch wrestling and watch WWE, um, especially around this time of year when Mania comes around, it needs to be like a really good, like top title program for me to be really invested in it otherwise I just look forward to all the fringe matches and all the kind of undercard matches mid-card matches um, so as far as I'm concerned like Cesaro it, for me is in a good place providing he's still going to be on TV because I've been really enjoying Smackdown recently where Cesaro has had like good quality matches with pretty much everyone you know I think he beat Brian clean um, a couple of weeks ago uh, in a really good match, so much so that he busted his head open. I remember he was all cut open. So, um, but yeah, it just gives Cesaro a little bit more TV time, really, and I'm happy. I would obviously love to see him as WWE champion or Universal Blue Universal champion one day, but is it going to happen anytime soon? I don't think so. so. Vince just doesn't, Vince just doesn't see him as the top, the top guy yet. Vince makes up his mind on you. And that's what it comes down to, really, doesn't it? It comes down to, annoyingly, it comes down to, like, one or two people, you know, like the people that surround themselves with Vince McMahon. That's who it comes down to, like, in terms of final decision-making. So, um, yeah, annoying. But, uh, anyway, back to this match that opened the show. Um, Did you notice there was, like, uh, a ring of honour, like, who's who, at one point? I wrote this down. It was about like it was near the finish, I guess, where it was like um, it was Cesaro, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Daniel Bryan left, and I was like, they were all down at the same time, and me and my mate John, I don't think he listens to this, but even still, like, shout out to John, we both text each other at the same time saying, this is like a ring of honor, like who's who, isn't it? It's so funny. Um, nice to see them kind of get the opportunity to shine, I guess, because. Um, what we were just kind of saying and alluding to, that these people wouldn't be Vince McMahon people um, because they're not products of his own creation. They've come from elsewhere. 
So, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Let, let the good wrestlers just wrestle. And that's what they did. <laughs> well, they it's very rare that, that you hear the word wrestle in WWE, considering it's their second W in their like, abbreviation. It's not very often that you hear the word wrestle. So, because um, they're sports entertainers, aren't they? They're not wrestlers. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what else do we have in this match? That are... Oh, um, Kevin Owens' elimination, where he had his arm trapped in the... Um, oh, in the, in the cage door. In the cage door, yeah. I'm like, I was watching it thinking, if you've ever had your arm trapped in anything, you would probably be, like, squealing at this point. And I was like, oh, it, it looked painful. And then the way that uh, Jey Uso just sort of kicked him in the head until, like, he disappeared. I thought it was quite a nice way to eliminate KO because yeah, KO. Uh, I had Kevin Owens witness, so I was like, huh, okay. Good. I like I think, the elimination. Okay, yeah. I think um, with uh, Daniel Bryan winning, though, it was probably um, one of the better choices because it, it would have been awkward if Jey Uso won because it would have been like. Oh, they still Jay telling Uso this. I think I think Jay, I think Jay Uso would have laid down for him. If you want it, like, you know, lay down for him. Yeah, no, you might be right. Yeah, he probably would have done. Um, but in terms of like, because Ko has got this mantra at the moment of, you know, keep fighting, never give up, sort of thing. So it would have been a bit annoying to see him just get squashed like immediately after to Roman. So um, Daniel Bryan was probably the better pick. I suppose, but still an entertaining match, and I think that's what um, I think that's what was important with it, really with it just having an entertaining match, you know. So, because I think we all knew we all knew what was going to happen um, in Roman kind of retaining his title and going on to face Edge. So, um, I think the as well, just the the Edge, of course, the Edge. Sorry, my bad, the Edge. Um, <laughs> Just to remember as well with Edge, like he hadn't been on Raw the last couple of weeks. He'd only been on SmackDown, so it made me think that yeah, Edge and Roman is pretty much pretty much on. So uh, yeah, that's all I have for the first Chamber match. Did you have any other notes that you wanted to mention? No, it was, it was I think out of out of the both Chambers, that one was my favorite. It had more action, more I guess uh, high flying spots. Cesaro freaking didn't pull up from the chamber, so uh, I enjoyed oh, yeah. that one that more. Yeah, I enjoyed that one more than uh, the other ones. But hey, they all worked hard. So you know yeah. what? I think um, I think I did too. I think I did enjoy that first one more than the second one. If I'm being totally honest. The second one was more like heavyweight, wasn't it? In terms of yeah. like the, 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 yeah, the second one was more pragmatic and more. Uh, so it was more like slow pace. The other one was like, let me jump off the top of the pod, Jay So <laughs> Yeah, you've got your like spots in there that you just know are going to happen. Like Jeff Hardy's going to come off the top of something. You know, Jay Uso's going to come off the top of something. I think even Kofi came off the top of something. Um, yeah, no, that was cool. Um, that was cool. So let's uh, talk about some of the other... Um, bits and pieces on Elimination Chamber. Let's talk about the women just to break stuff up. So, going into this event, 
there was supposed to be a uh, Raw Women's title match between uh, Lacey Evans and Asuka until last week's Raw, where Lacey Evans announced that she was pregnant. Um, At the time, did you think or did you know that she was actually pregnant or did you think that was part of the story? Huh. I mean, congrats, I guess, but yeah, what a horrible time to get pregnant. Yeah, timing couldn't be any more off, could it really? Like I don't think um I don't think it was a, a case of getting like Lacey over though, because um if we were doing a prediction show, I would have said Lacey Evans probably would have beaten Oscar just through like shenanigans and the fact that they hate Oscar. And then it would have been Lacey versus Charlotte for the title at Mania. So Yeah um, Rick Flair as special guest referee was like <laughs> That daddy on a pole match. Daddy we love a pole match. Yeah. Um, Shout out to uh, Vince Russo. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, let's not be shouting him out. He's the one who, he's the one who invented the pole matches. Quirky. Quirky. Has any of them ever been good? Any of those no. pole matches? From memory. I remember no. there was one with um, Taker and Brock Lesnar, and it had like a biker chain oh, on a pole. The pole on the, okay, that one was good. Because because literally the chain didn't get used until like the very end. Yeah, I remember the chain was used for the finish and the finish only, so that was cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that one only. Everything else, no. <laughs> that one match. That one match. It was worth it for that one match. Yeah. Um. Uh, what were we saying? Uh, Lacey Evans is pregnancy. Um. So yeah, with, with this, uh, Oscar, you know, we mentioned it, or you mentioned it very very briefly. Why, why do they just not like her? I don't understand it. Like, She's been WWE uh, Royal Women's Champion for a good few months. And other than the Sasha and Bailey stuff that she did um, kind of at, at the beginning of her like at the beginning of her reign, she's done nothing. I can't remember anything else. Honestly, she, I think the reason why, the reason why they don't push her seriously. Honestly, I, this is how I think the company is still. I just think it's because of the language barrier and that fact she's Japanese. I guess like, I when when she does a promo, she does sound like a bit cheesy sometimes, Asuka, with what she's saying. Um, but, but some of the best or some of the best wrestlers are promo people. It's, it's so frustrating, honestly. Like, um, Asuka, for me, is literally one of the best out there um, in terms of the women's division. She is literally one of the best that they've got. And they're just sleeping on her. Like, she's not going to... I mean, if you look at her accolades, I guess you, could, you can't argue the fact that she has been successful. But she's always been an afterthought. And she's never been, like, the vocal point of it. It's so, so very frustrating. But... Um, have you seen Raw this week at all? No, and I did that on purpose. I only saw the Lashley Miz match, I think. Other than okay. that, I didn't see much of other stuff. Um, well, without ruining anything for you. You're uh, not ruining Raw for me. That, Raw already <laughs> does that itself. <laughs> is there anyone out there that... Like, let us know. Is there anyone out there that does watch Raw all the way through anymore? Is there anyone but, out there that genuinely likes what's going on on Raw? 
please <laughs> hit us up. I want to know what you're watching. Because <laughs> I do still watch it. Like I watch I, where where I'm up all night anyway. Because I haven't got anything else to do. I can't, right I can't watch Raw. I can't watch Raw. Like it's so unbearable. I literally watch SmackDown and sleep and whatever I can in AEW. That's it. Oh. I, I can't handle Raw. It's like I want to blow my brains out when I watch Raw. Bloody <laughs> hell! Don't do that. But um, but Raw <laughs> has literally become like my sleep therapy in a way. So like I get my best yes. sleep on a Monday night. <laughs> Monday nights um, going into a Tuesday, I was like, oh, guys. Like, I get okay. home I get home from work, and I'm like, God, I'm tired, but I can't fall asleep. Then you put on Raw for a little bit. Then you drift away. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I drift literally... Away. I, drift, I drift away, I wake up, I'm like, oh, it's near event time? I guess I'll watch the main event. I'll literally watch, like, the first hour, first two hours, or first hour and a half, and then kind of I'm drifting, and then I'll go to bed at that point. And it just, it just goes to show you, like, the lack of investment that, I've, you know, well, I guess this week's was a little bit different, and next week's will be a little bit different. But um, normally with the main event picture, I don't really care what what's about to happen. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll catch up with it tomorrow. But, um, but no, on this week's Raw, um, Charlotte and Asuka were in a tag team match. Um, for some reason, against um, didn't they Shane. lose? Yeah, they lost to Shane yeah, and Nia. I saw that. But, part, um, yeah, yeah. but Oscar took the pin, typically, and Charlotte kind of just left her and was like, the way she walked away from her was if to say like, oh, you're not very good, you can't get it done, and then walked away from her like in a bit of a huff. So that mm-hmm. basically is now planting the seed. We already knew. I mean, the tree has probably been blossoming for a while, so the seed was planted a long time ago. But um, yeah. Charlotte versus Asuka must be the match for Mania now. Now that Lacey has kind of gone away, so um, yeah, which which kind of sucks a little bit. Um, anyone else basically deserves a, a chance this time round. But do you think Asuka will beat Charlotte this time round? No. Nope. If it happens. No. Nope. Just no. know. Just know. Like, we already know how it works. We already knew. We already know who's uh, viewed higher than the other. It's Oscar's not retaining the title. And I and I, I saw so that I saw that freaking uh, video package of Rhea Ripley coming soon. I I pray every night for her now. Yeah, but all that tells me is that um, Rhea is going to appear after Asuka loses and then go on a bit of a title program with Charlotte then. That's yeah, but do you, do you, well, honestly, I can see Rhea winning the title soon, as soon as she comes because, you know, I know uh, the boys want uh, Charlotte to break the 16-time world, uh, world title thing of her daddy. So, I, um, yeah, I see, what, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just think, um, or I don't think that Rhea is going to be on Mania this year. I think she's coming the night after, maybe. Because um, the promo package on Raw this week said coming soon. Coming as soon. Opposed, yeah. yeah, as opposed to, like, next week. It was annoying, because I thought five, that... Five, I thought, five quid that it's... Five quid it's after Fastlane. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But then I, I thought that where it was put in the show, like the promo package, I kind of thought that she might have been on Raw later that night. And then obviously she wasn't. So because I was thinking, oh, a bit of a saving grace. Like if she comes out later in the night, 
then gets involved in the title picture. You know, we haven't got to see Charlotte versus Asuka again. But I don't know. I think uh, now that I think it will be the night after Mania. If I'm being honest, nah, that's, I think I think that's too far out. I think these guys, these people are impatient to let shit develop. So I can honestly see them just debuting her like at Fastlane or the day after Fastlane. Okay. What do you think she will do then going into Mania? You just think she'll be I in the Battle no. Royal? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like they don't know what. Honestly, I don't even know. Well, Triple H doesn't like letting people get caught up unless. They have something for them, so I would think Rhea has something, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what the hell she's going to do. I, I can't figure out who she could feud with before she gets to Charlotte. Well, what if they did a triple threat? Asuka versus Charlotte versus Rhea. Like, I hate triple threats because I think they don't tell as good a story. Uh, and you mm-hmm. can tell with the, um, the wrestlers involved, it's a bit more sloppy. Um I do hate a triple threat, but in this instance, um, I think I'd prefer triple threat over just Charlotte versus Oscar again. Hell, honestly, honestly, I can see freaking Oscar losing the title at fast lane to Charlotte, <laughs> and they just oh. set up Charlotte versus Rhea at, at just do it again to freaking uh, Oscar how she lost the title like two weeks before Mania, just so they could have that triple threat match for both yeah. titles. <laughs> honestly, okay. I can see that too. They're going to do it to her again. They're literally going to do it to her again. Literally, like, just as he said, like, try it before Mania 35, where she lost it on a SmackDown. Oh, it was so painful. Like, I couldn't believe it. Oh, I hate, like I hate it before, so much. Like, two weeks before uh, before Mania, she lost it. I remember that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it sucks so much that they did that. Oh, my God. They're literally going to do it again, aren't they? Oh, why have you they put that are. in they, my mind? They are. You know they are, James. Think about oh, it. Mate. They they have a freaking middle uh, B pay-per-view in the middle of Mania freaking chamber. They need matches on the card. Fastlane, historically, though, doesn't really have anything on it. It's normally really boring. I remember... Um, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns one year, and it was like whoever won went to Mania to face Brock, and Roman won. You know, it's like you might get a good match out of it, but you'll never get a different result. So, I don't know. A fast lane for me isn't normally very exciting. So, but it's a month away still, isn't it? It's towards the end of March. It's like I think the 21st of March. Um, yeah. So they've got four right. weeks to build it. They're gonna I guess do it. We'll Yes, we'll see. Anyway, the reason why I bring up the whole Lacey Charlotte Asuka thing, I'm glad we spoke about it, get it out of the way, but um, that would have lacked, um, or that would have meant that there was a lack of women's activity on this Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So, for some reason, the the SmackDown before Elimination Chamber, they threw together uh, a a tag team women's title match between Nia Shayna, Bianca Belair, and Sasha Banks. Um, this was just a bit weird for me. Uh, what did you think first? Did you enjoy it? Why was I mean? I hated the ending. Reginald throws in a bottle of champagne, and freaking they lose like that, and then they pin the SmackDown Women's Champion. That's the win as well. I did not like this match at all. Now that I think about it. What is the purpose of this Reginald guy now? Because I, I thought he was there to be 
Carmella's like helper, like slave or something, like James Ellsworth was. (laughs) I I, I'd use the word slave loosely right there. I mean, slave's probably not the best word to describe him. (laughs) Uh, Or something like that. You know what though? When he first debuted and they called him um, a a Somalier or whatever, I I didn't know what that word was. I'd never heard that word before. And I was Somali- like, did they just? Somalian. I was literally like, did they just call him Somalian? <laughs> that was that was my first thought. <laughs> and I was like, God, okay. I was like, bloody hell, you know, Black Lives Matter. And then you're just gonna throw that out there. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, I, apologize. Yeah, no. I apologize. I apologize for what I said. That yeah, everyone sensitive. I didn't mean it like that. You know, no, I know you didn't. I know ba- you didn't. Basic, basically, like you know, her little laptop or something like that. I, yeah. Kind of like James Ellsworth was. I know what you mean, and uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think but you know, any... people, people in the people in the world now are so sensitive. They'll think, "Oh, this guy's racist," but whatever. But anyway, nice. uh, yeah, Reginald, I guess, is basic now. Apparently, from what I can tell, he's a Sasha Banks uh, fan fanboy that has a big crush on her. It's joined joined the fucking party, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know what's going on with Reginald. He's just like he's in there now. Um, yeah, you know what annoyed me about this, though, is that the only thing that annoyed me about this match, really, because I thought the match was fine, but it felt like, you know, it could have been on Raw or SmackDown rather than um, a pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just thrown on a pay-per-view for women, you know, just to, you got to have a women's match. But um, uh, Bailey summed it up for me on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it, but she was like, she put up like, oh, they're wearing matching gear with like a sick, like yeah. being sick emoji. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Considering you're, you two are just together for this one match and you're going to face each other at Mania, you know, having matching gear just looks like a bit pathetic at this point. But um, in, in relation to, like, gear, it's not really gear, but Reginald is still wearing the Carmella T-shirt. So, if, if for me, right, if, he, if they want to tell this story of him kind of crushing on Sasha Banks, like we all are, like you just said, um, yeah, why wouldn't he wear a Sasha Banks t-shirt? That would be more funny for me. Mm-hmm. I'd find that more entertaining rather than him still wearing a Carmella t-shirt. But um, I don't think Carmella is anywhere near this. So it's so weird. I don't, I, I don't know. I just don't really understand what it's about. Which find it very, very bizarre. What it's about is literally just getting Sasha and uh, Bianca together for their Mania match, yeah. but. Um, uh, I don't like how this is being presented so far, though, because Bianca is being presented as like, oh, I won the uh, I won the Royal Rumble. I'm so, um, what's the word? I'm so happy. I'm Yeah, I'm so grateful. I'm so flattered to be here. You know, when in reality she needs to be a bit more like Edge or the Edge, where she's going around saying, mm-hmm. I won the Royal Rumble. Challenge one of you, you know, but instead she's like, No, I'm so grateful, Sasha's so great, la 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 la. And what that says to me is that their match at Mania, I can't see either one of them like turn in character, so I feel like they're just gonna have this kind of sportswomanship match where they shake hands at the beginning and then whoever wins holds up the hand of the other. That, that's just you know what I would predict at this point. Maybe there'll be a little bit of a twist or turn on the way. But um, I can't see anything other than Sasha versus Bianca Belair at Mania now, can you? 
Yeah, that's gonna happen. I don't think either of them are turning. Um, Sasha might heal it up during the match because you know she's very good at that. But in the end, uh, let's say Bianca wins, Sasha's gonna raise her hand. Bianca loses. Like, yeah, I think it'll be exactly what you said. I think this, as as of the moment, with kind of stuff that we've talked about that will make Mania Mania, I think uh, this match will probably be one of my favourites um, on the two-night Mania, whatever night it yeah. goes on. Um, I would actually like the women to headline one of the nights. If they've got two nights, it would be disrespectful to not have the women headline one of them. Um Although I think the Edge has to uh, has to headline the first night because um, it's on the 10th of April, right? And so I don't know how true this is. You might have to correct me if this is quite wrong. But apparently, uh, Edge, when he initially retired, uh, was on the 10th of April, and um, he's returned uh, at Mania last year or something. I can't remember, but apparently the 10th of April is quite significant. Apparently he retired, um, or he or he won the title, or he retained his title, or something. Gave up the title on the 10th of April, and now 10th of April is going to be 10 years to the date that he gave it up. Is that true? I think it was the 11th actually. Oh, was it? So it might be basically, it's probably going to main event the Sunday then, the Sunday night. Okay, fair enough. And I think maybe last year, last year, like that's the match that we're going to go with to do uh, on the tenth. So I don't think honestly main event one of the nights. Do you that's not think um, Bianca and Sasha is main event quality then? I think it is, but you know, you gotta think how. It, how would if you were one of them, who would you say is the biggest? They would if you were Vince McMahon or any other sh- of the freaking stooges back there. So who's a bigger draw to you? Oh, that's not Lashley. What a month. Yeah, no, you're probably not wrong. I mean, the women didn't main event. It's like Becky said um, when she main evented at 35. Like, don't have the women main event just because you can say they main evented. You should have the women just main event because they're on par and mm. are good enough. Like, it shouldn't even be a question. You know, I think like maybe five, ten years from now, if you've had an even split of like men main eventing and women main eventing, you wouldn't think any more of it, like in in that elapsed time period. But right now, because the women have only main evented once and it had Ronda Rousey in it, then I still get that concept of they still don't see the women as valuable as the men. But I don't know. That's what do you think? Yeah, honestly, it's just like right now, like. As much as I do think Sasha's a star that just eventually will lose better than you even though she loves it. She could save her body by taking going to Hollywood. But, um, yeah, I just think as long as these old guys keep coming back as women or young people, the younger guys are getting up a chance to win them you got to remember as well, like you said, um, you mentioned the name Hollywood. You know, Sasha Banks is a star now. You know, I don't know. Uh, have you seen her uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull session yet? I'm halfway through it. I'm halfway through it. Yeah. I was actually watching it last night. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, for people that haven't watched it on the network, the 
Stone Cold Broken Skull session. Uh, the Bailey one's really good as well, actually. That was on like yeah, a couple of I weeks back. Yeah. Um, I think they're about 90 minutes long, so like an hour and a half. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Sasha one uh, on there, she was saying that like, you know, she wants to be doing all of that stuff. You know, like she wants to be the female rock or the female scene or whatever, you know, which I thought was quite cool. So she wants to be that female um, uh, icon, I guess, that she can bring more attention to to the WWE product sort of thing. So I guess time will tell, but, you know, she's already been um, uh, Posca Reeves in The Mandalorian. So I guess we'll wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, was that everything for Elimination Chamber? Oh, no, there was US one more match. The US title match. Uh, Riddle retains. Uh, yeah, I was really happy with this. Um, I don't know why, actually. I think because I just expected um, Lashley at this point of the show to just retain. Because I think I don't think the United States title has had any like real impact. It, it looks good on Lashley's shoulder, and that's kind of it. The Hurt Business have kind of got all the gold at the moment with the tugs too. So it made me think like I didn't think it was going anywhere. But um, uh, so uh, Keith Lee was supposed to be in this match with Riddle and Lashley. Um, yeah. And he wasn't. So I didn't know this until the day, because he, he had COVID, right? Him and Mio, yeah. who are yeah. also engaged now. Um, so congratulations to them. But, um, yeah, apparently they got COVID, and obviously they live together and stuff. So, But um, Mio, as Reckoning, was on Raw this week. So it makes me think that they haven't got COVID. Do you know another reason why Keith Lee was dropped from this match at all? Mm, I just thought, uh, I just thought maybe he was Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure. But do you think then if Keith Lee was in the match, do you think Riddle would have still won? Oh, that's a question. So I know Vince Lord likes Keith at the same time. He does uh, he doesn't like how he works. So I think maybe Riddle would have won, probably but then again I don't I don't know Vince honestly. Point is I guess Riddle I mean it's Riddle won. And that's cool. I was um I was pleased with the result, to be honest. I like Riddle. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, I think he's it, it, it goes to show as well, like, you know, you get called up from NXT. If you weren't NXT champion, you get called up and get put into the mid-card or tag division. So, uh, kind of win the title now. It's kind of quite good. I, I enjoyed it. I was happy for him. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to think how the match went down. Um, I feel like there was a crutch involved. Oh, yeah, there was a, uh, a bigger Morrison first, uh... And he described, uh, he failed using it, but then Riddle was able to get it on the, uh, Oh, that's right. It was MVP's. Yeah. Yeah, because he got hurt on Monday, I guess. Yeah, that's right. He in the back, took him out, and then broke Derek Morrison. And he's not a champion. Did you notice as well that he was dressed as, um, Evil Knievel? Evil Knievel, yep. I know that for people that might not know who Evil Knievel is, he was like um, a motorcycle. Yeah, the daredevil ever. 
Daredevil, yeah, stuntman essentially. So, um, which is, I guess, like Matt Riddle would kind of be one of his fans. You know, if you were to picture a, a fan of Evil Knievel, you'd picture Matt Riddle, wouldn't you? Matt, uh, yep. <laughs> when yeah, you think about yeah, it, he's so. just, he just jumped up fifty foot there. That's awesome, bro. Right on, exactly. bro. Bro. Cool. So that was um, Elimination Thank Chamber. You. Um, I'll give you the Twitter, the immediate um, Twitter poll that I put on Twitter uh, immediately after the show. Basically, I put uh, four categories: excellent, good, satisfactory, and poor. The final results was um, actually before I say the results, what would you give it out of excellent, good, satisfactory, and poor? Good. What was that? Sorry. Uh, good. It was good. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give it a good, as well. I think. But um, Twitter, 11% excellent, 30% good, 26% satisfactory, and then poor, 33% one. Only just. I mean, it was a toss-up between poor and good, but um, I think that literally just comes down to whether or not you like the Miz, really. Yeah. So, so that was, yeah, that was the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Cool. Um, we had a NXT pay-per-view the week prior. We were thinking about doing a podcast like that week, but then we thought we'd just roll it over a week and then do both at the same time. So um, NXT Vengeance Day. Um, the alternative to Valentine's Day. Because they like insulting Mark on the way. Yeah, what was that about? Because apparently it was called uh, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Apparently it was named that up until like the week prior. Oh, uh, well, you gotta think of the, uh, as a company shareholder and uh, all the other shareholders, you gotta think. You really want to associate Massacre with all the, with some of the stuff that's been going on in the United States? Probably Fair enough. I did not know that. But, um, okay. Uh, where do you want to start with NXT TakeOver? What was your favourite bit? Oh, <laughs> well, I was satisfied. But honestly, like, I thought the card was strong. The whole card was strong. I don't know if I saw with the win. I saw with the win, because I love how that happened. Um... I'm going to cut you off for just a second. Sorry, podcast listeners, this isn't great audio, but um, have you got another set of headphones at all? Because I can't hear you very well at the moment. How about that? Um, Try again. You hear me now? Yes, I can hear you much better now. Um, Okay. Sorry, what were we saying? NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day. Where did you start? Sorry, before I couldn't hear you. Okay, um, so your girl, um, Dakota, Dakota and, uh, <laughs> and Raquel getting the win, they're going to face Nia and Shayna in a couple of weeks, I believe, or it might even be this week, this week? I think that's this week, yeah, this week. Tonight, in fact, it is Wednesday, so tonight it's going to happen. Um, do you fancy a title change or not? 
see I really want to title that that's just my heart speaking. I I do want to track title change. But at the same time, like I I I I wanna say yes. I wanna say yes, title change gonna happen. Oh, he's bold. Because the freaking tag titles aren't doing jack shit on the main roster. You might as well bring him down to the down here for a little bit. We haven't had him down here in NXT, so, so like, you know what? Bit. As well, like that's a good point. It's with NXT with the women's uh, Dusty Classic as well. It's just proved that um, they've got quite a few tag teams like down there. So yeah, why not? It might even enhance the yeah. show a little bit. Yeah, they're not even doing anything with cat titles. Mainly Shayna and Nia just walking around, beating people up. So, you know, um, you know what I liked about this. So, uh, I think it was the week after um, last week on NXT TV, basically where Dakota and uh, Raquel were in the ring, and then Shayna and uh, Nia came out. And basically, I'd totally forgotten about um Nia, uh, not Nia, Shayna and Dakota's like Dakota history. history. Yeah. Yeah, and like Dakota used to be terrified of Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dakota used to be like terrified of the woman. Circle. And you're just in a circle. They're like I'm scared to now I and he's perfect as she can uh Shayna too, so I don't know. I think it'd be a great full circle story. Yeah. Two. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I think it's got legs, as they say. Um yeah. I think it'd be quite cool. Uh in terms of the actual match itself, uh, the final was between Dakota and Raquel versus Shotzi and Enmar. Um, watching this match, yeah, I am so worried for Shotzi Blackheart. I feel like she's going to hurt herself. She's going to go and do something stupid. Like some of these dives and things that she does, I'm literally like, oh my god, no, she's going to get the dives, the dives are what really scary. Did you notice as well how they were in... Um, is that Shotzi's a big um, a horror fan? Her, her and Ember yeah. were both in these kind of like serial killer overalls for their entrance. Uh-huh. Thought that was quite nice. Thought that was quite cool. Um, I haven't actually got anything else really noted down for this particular match, but what I did kind of write down later on um, for the other one was basically where they set up behind the ring opposite pretty much the stage area. They set up this little area where the trophies were, and then they had their like little kind of celebration one that when they won. Did you notice how yeah. the the victory celebration and the pyro setting was exactly the same? <laughs> it was literally like something you would see on a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, found that quite too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found that quite amusing. Um, Okay, so as we're talking about the Dusties, what did you think of the men's one? With, uh, no, good too. Honestly, I like the clash of styles. I mean, the clash of styles is really the grit and grind with the Gizzle Gun veterans, who I had winning, but uh, and I'm the high flying guys, the rascals back in the independent days. Hell, even the freaking. Uh, a good young veteran also pulled out for high flying This is a good match overall, honestly. I enjoyed it a lot. I always love seeing the veterans because I just I love their style. And uh, but I see why the MSK won it. I mean, they kind of knew I'd start tag team, but they kind of needed it. 
DYZ kind of doesn't really fulfill it, probably established that there's a tag team champ. Uh, well, it doesn't make sense of a heel team one because the tag team champ is our tag team heel right now. So, that's on the coach, man. It's not really the right choice, man. So, we can get a um, team as well. I think you could tell, like, in this match, though, a bit, like, especially at the beginning when they were first locking up and stuff, like, you could tell that these two tag teams, like, had never worked together before. Um, I don't think it took anything away from the match, but, but Gibson was really, like, it was quite obvious, like, I could see it on camera, that he was really talking through the match with the other guy, and that kind of took me out of a little, little bit to start with, but, um, but no, I'm glad that MSK won. I don't know, uh, at the end of our Rumble podcast, I kind of predicted. Um, I think you did as well, I can't remember. But I think um, I didn't write down what who we predicted, but I did actually predict myself that MSK would win the men's and Dakota and Raquel would win the women's. So um, I'm happy to be right in this one, if you know what I mean. Because MSK coming into it, um, you know, debuting in this tournament, uh, if they'd lost... It would have been like oh, straight back to the drawing board, like first time, you know. And you don't really want that. You want you want them to have a little bit of a like a prop up as they're going to be debuting. So um, so yeah, I was happy for those two guys to win this one as well, um, to win the men's version. So cool. Uh, what else did we have on this pay per view? Uh, what did you think of the main event? I loved it because it was just it was just a good technical match. Uh, literally whole with working body parts and uh, yeah, because of that I'm I'm digging it now. I've been digging it for the last few months. Maybe just to get old grappling technical match up. They can keep on working the fingers and the shoulders, they can uh Bala working the knee. I just I just love the whole match, honestly. Um, I have to say I think the first half of the match was a little bit too... Like, it was good in the sense that it was like that 50-50 kind of wrestling clinic. But I just felt like it went a little bit too long for me, personally, and my own enjoyment. Um, I don't mind, you know, the technical side of wrestling, but I'm like, oh, come on, like someone do a move. You know, that that was my first yeah. kind of thoughts. Um, but I did like the build-up to the finish, where basically... Uh, Ben Ballard rips out the gum uh, shield out of uh, Pete Dunn's mouth and then like straight drop kicks him in the face and then setting up the uh, coup de gras into the 1916 for the finish. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good match overall. I think I preferred it to the one that he had or the two that he had with um, Kyle O'Reilly. I think just because yeah. I'm more invested in Pete Dunn personally. Um, but then all the shenanigans kind of at the end, kind of overshone, uh, overshone the match anyway, being Adam Cole shocking the system, so to speak, um, by kicking, um, he did kick Kyle in the face, didn't he, Kyle O'Reilly? Yeah. Um, could you tell that this was going to happen, out of curiosity? Not really, but, you know, Adam's been really, like, you know, he hasn't shown, like, any, uh, resentment towards, uh, Finn Balor or Kyle. I feel like he was, every time Kyle was 
that I was in trouble, he would always be out there trying to help him and defend them. And he always looked important with how when he went for the title. So, the fact that he did it, I was like, but should we really be, be shocked? Because I don't call, you know. Bye bye. Bye bye, you know. But, yeah, it's like, I'm just shocked that they're really gonna break him up. But, I don't, I don't know if I'd want them to break up. But then again, Adam and Kyle have like the long history, long rivalry to see before they came here, so I guess you don't see that in the movie. Um, I think, like, I was still shocked, like, when it happened, but at the time of watching it live, um, I could kind of see in Adam Cole's, like, body positioning that he was kind of setting himself up to kick someone, and I'll be honest, like, I thought he might have kicked Balor um, at this point, but now that it's happened, so obviously I didn't expect it to happen, but at this, now that it's happened, I'm like, well, it was probably the right time, because, like, when... I feel like Undisputed Era have done everything that they can do. I don't know what else they can do, really. I just worry, though, moving forward, that, say, you know, quote-unquote call-ups happen, Adam Cole will probably do really well, but then the others will just kind of get lost by the wayside, you know? Um, So I'm a little bit concerned in that sense. So I hope that they kind of keep the two... well, not the two, but like the tag, one of the tag teams from the three, like together, whether that's Kyle and Bobby or uh, uh, the other fella, uh, Roderick Strong and, uh, yeah, Kyle uh, or something. I just, I just something, as long as it's like, a, they keep, you know, them together for a bit, because I feel like they get so lost, especially if they're all singles guys, but I guess we wait and see how, um, how they, uh, how NXT handles it but since um, NXT has kind of been going up against uh, AEW with the you know Wednesday Night Wars I felt like the product on NXT has dropped off quite significantly I don't know how you feel but being quite you know we're both quite significant NXT marks you know fans so how do do you feel about that Do do you feel that the quality stayed the same or do you think it's getting worse or better it's getting progressively worse, honestly. Like, literally, like, and it seems to be about the roster. Uh, oh, it used to be about the wrestling, but now, like, now it's, like, more, more like, it's basically starting to become, like, uh, a little raw and SmackDown. Not to the extent where it's more entertainment, because they're still wrestling, but, you know. I feel like I don't get a full match now. So then you go from, okay, we do like little chain wrestling, and then, okay, time to, uh, do, uh, the move. Boom, 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 move. Boom, 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 and then go to finish. That's how I feel it's going right now. Like, I think it's just a case of, like, where they're up against AEW, they've got, like, someone kind of, like, not mentoring, but someone kind of watching Triple H and Sean and, you know, what made NXT NXT is kind of being watched over now by um, higher power, so to speak, to uh, to kind of get it to that TV level that Raw and SmackDown are at. But then that's not what made NXT NXT. NXT was cool and different because it was gritty and it did feel different. 
more underground, so to speak. But now it's literally just becoming like, like you say, similar to Royal Smackdown. It's all about ratings, which is a bit disappointing. So um, I do feel like the quality is dropping off too. I don't find the shows like they're not as enjoyable to watch as they were like prior to the AEW deal like a year ago. But um, no, I just thought I'd throw that out there to kind of get your opinion. But um, but cool. Uh, two other matches to talk about. Um, talk about the ladies briefly. Um, I was disappointed that this title, women's title match, was really, really short. It felt really short um, in relation to everything else on the show. I don't know how long it was. I'm going to just look it up quick. Um, yeah, so this was the shortest match on the show at 12 minutes, whereas the next shortest match was like 17 minutes, so it went like five minutes longer. Um, I didn't think Io, Sh- Io Shirai was going to win this. I put out a prediction, like not a prediction, but kind of just sort of like a bit of um, fantasy booking to kind of have Io Shirai lose the title but not get pinned and then go yeah. on to face Asuka somehow, Mania. Like, that would just be mm-hmm. so, so good. I would be in, like, my Japanese wrestling heaven if that was to happen. And then... Um, yeah, but... If- yeah, but if you let WWE book uh, Oscar with Io Shirai, which, uh, <laughs> they get like very, two minutes very, on the pre-show. So yeah, I mean that was like kind of my wild fantasy prediction, but um, I'm also not mad that Io Shirai retained the title. Um, I think she's been a good. Uh, NXT Women's Champion, but I just thought maybe Tony might have gone over here. I don't know. That was just my thought process because um, Tony's had quite a bit of a um, a bit of a rub kind of since uh, since she kind of came back with her new entrance music as well. That do 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 do, you know, sounds quite cool. You know, like an edge to her, um, not the edge, but an edge to her. So uh, yeah, I thought she might have gone over, but. Um, did you see Tony break the table with her hand? No, I didn't know Tony was so strong. I, I kind of fear him now. It was so funny. I was literally like, you'll see time and time again where like people will do like a big powerful move and then not go through the table. And then all the, it was like, all, all she did was like walk past it pretty much and touch it. And then the table just collapsed. It was so funny. I, I had to watch I it did, again. I did, I, I did notice it like, they, like when they were uh, you know, just picking up Mercedes or whatever, Poppy. Hey, the table spots are no go, so broke. So they were like, just trying to like, cover it up. So, okay, DDT, that's fine. <laughs> that was definitely not supposed to happen. But um, my my only other note for this match was Io Shirai always has to climb something, whether it's at Takeover in your house, where she's climbing up the house. You know, she climbed up the uh, the metal whatever you want to call it, scaffolding, and then took a dive off the top. But her dives look so elegant. It's ridiculous. And it's like, she win- she wins with a moonsault as well. And like, again, she hits the best moonsault in the biz. She's so good, honestly. Um, I haven't got anything else to add to the match. You got any any other spots or anything that you noticed? Yeah. Yeah, you said it. That's pretty, that's pretty good match. Um, I can't be, I can't be good with I still don't think anyone's worthy of the title. Unless it's Mercedes and uh, Tony, like, 
Yeah, I don't know who she's going to lose the title to when she does lose the title. That's why I thought triple threat match might have been, um, you know, the way to do it. But uh, I just got excited because, you know, prior to Mania, I thought, oh, a little bit of fantasy booking there. I, you know, I feel like a lot of the people, a lot of wrestling fans wouldn't mind seeing EO versus um, Upscott, you know. If they've got if they've got an opportunity with the two girls in the same company, why not pull the trigger and do it? Otherwise, you'll be talking in, you know, years to, years to come. Oh, do you remember like they could have done this, but they didn't. You know, they've had a, got an opportunity there, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the only other match to talk about is the um, NXT North American uh, Championship match. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. I feel like I'm speaking a lot today. My voice is starting to get a bit, uh, get a bit rough. Uh, but yeah, what did you think of Gargano and Kushida? Well, before the match even started, Kushida knows the fact that uh, Lumis, uh kidnapped somebody again. Literally put a, a freaking rag of floor for him on Austin Theory's mouth and just put him away. And then. They go out and they literally know like, wait, where's uh where's off so he says uh and indeed to go uh find them and then again though fuck the face, I'm sorry, <laughs> like my my head is going to like um oh Kushida. Kushida, yeah. Yeah, Kushida, yeah, Kushida. Um I had no doubts that they had on what they were saying, even though she doesn't go on the roll lately. I just, I just, I don't know, I just don't think she was so connected to me. I think she's a great wrestler, but she's not connected. Are you overly into Kushida? I'm not like, I'm not like into, no, not really. Like, he's, he's a really great wrestler. I think it's I love them in New Japan, one of the greatest senior heavyweights. I could probably be there if he said he put the greatest senior heavyweights out there, but I just don't think he doesn't connect with me here. This is kind of my theory, right? I remember tweeting like during the night um, saying kind of like if Kushida um, was in AEW, people would be going nuts for him just because he's Japanese. But like... Mm-hmm. I feel like in NXT, I'm just not really that into him. And it's kind of annoying as well, because I love Back to the Future, right? And his whole gimmick mm-hmm. is based on Marty McFly. And I, I just don't know why I'm not into him, really. I haven't clicked with him. I don't know why, but just not, not clicked with him. Um, the only other thing I've got noted down was that I liked uh, Johnny Gargano's X-Men. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I've actually been watching recently during lockdown. Um, I don't know if people follow you know, my Instagram. You know, you know what's funny, Jay? You started. You just barely started watching the XM movie. Like literally, right when you started, that's when I ended. Because I ended the same thing too. Oh really? You know what? I think yeah, it might have been from. Um, it might have been from like One Division, seeing um, Evan Peters, uh, Rick Silver. No, made me, made me think. Literally mm. that. 
I'm going to go and watch back all the X-Men movies. I literally started at like the original trilogy and I'm going to kind of go all the way through. So I've got nothing else to do. I'm trying to break up my time between like films and gaming at the moment. Um, I just bought, I say just bought, in January, I bought um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Have you played it at all? Great video game. I love it. I love tying people up and burying them over a bridge. <laughs> yeah. It is a really good game. Um, I just finished it. Well, I say finished it. Um, I finished the story, and I kind of done the mm-hmm. legendary animals and stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty much done with it, really. But I like how it's one of those games that you could just kind of go back onto and just sort of chill out for a bit, where you can go fishing or do some bounties or whatever, you know. So um, it is definitely a game that I'll probably keep playing in the background. But um, what was it? Yesterday or the day before, I start up. Plugged in my old PlayStation 2 again and started um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. As it's yeah, probably. Yeah. I haven't played it since like it first came out, pretty much, because it was never one that I got on with so well. Like, I'm a Vice City mark, a Vice City guy. You know, that's my favourite GTA game of all time. And I could just play that instantly. But um, I thought, you know what, let's play San Andreas. Like, as I've got time on my side at the moment. You know, let's try and um, try and appreciate it like a little bit differently. Try and see if I appreciate it more much later on in life. But um, it's okay. Like I haven't got that dive to be like, oh, I'm gonna go like go back and play it and go back and play it. Like if I've stopped playing it for the day, then I'm not that motivated to go and play it again. But um, I will finish it. I will play through it and finish it, and uh, probably let you know my thoughts on the next podcast if I can remember. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, that was. Um, that was NXT Takeover, uh, Vengeance. Eh? A little. Uh... Oh, and uh, one more thing. Uh, oh, Cameron Grimes is back and he's rich. Cameron Grimes to the moon. Um, yeah. So apparently. Kiss my grits. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, right? Cameron Grimes, like away from. I don't know what his real name is, but Cameron Grimes away from NXT, like actually did have stock in GameStop. So he did apparently oh. make a bit of money. Not as much money as they're portraying on NXT, but apparently the story's real. Yeah, Did you know I that? that? I, I was like, really, really, oh, they just, they just used it to, you know, like, you know. Uh, it, it was a, a talking topic at one point, but then I realized, oh, this dude actually did have to stop, stop. But look at him now. <laughs> I know, yeah, I, I know. Did, he, didn't have, yeah, he didn't have a lot, but it was okay. He still kind of had a good sense of change, though. You know what, though? I think the gimmick kind of fits his character perfectly. Because where before he was kind oh, of like... It's a, it's a Rick, Rick Redmond. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he was like a hillbilly type. And he was funny before, like, we've been quite um, advocating for him on this show quite a bit. But um, I think he's just turned up his character, like, that little bit. Turned up it turned it up to another notch sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, he's very, very funny. I like when he crashed his Lamborghini and then he was like, it's okay, I'll get another one. And I'm like, imagine living like that. Imagine having that kind of money. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, does the name uh, Eli Drake or LA Knight mean anything to you? Impact. People watch more Impact all the time. So, um, I don't watch Impact and haven't really since it was TNA back in the day with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and what have you. But um, Eli Drake was apparently a big Impact name and is now signed to NXT under the name LA Knight. Um, and also, 
female wrestler, the Valkyrie. I don't know. Um, oh, Valkyrie. I don't know if she's going to be presented as that, um, as Valkyrie on NXT, but she is signed too. So just a few little uh, noteworthy bits for people, if, uh, mm-hmm. if they're familiar with her names. But uh, apparently the Valkyrie was like an um, uh, impact women's champion and stuff. So apparently she, they, they think she's going to come in and do really well. But um, it made me think back to Scarlet with Karen um, Cross, how she's not really done anything yet. Like, she hasn't wrestled at all. So, I don't know. But, I guess she probably wasn't brought in as a wrestler. She was brought in because of Karen Cross, so maybe it's a completely different mm-hmm. scenario. So, uh, cool, 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 cool. Um, have you been watching some Dynamite? Yeah, here and there. I've been watching what I can. It's just so much product there. It's just so happy um, what are your thoughts on the open door policy thing with New Japan? Because, um, what do you call it? Internet wrestling community, the ICW, uh, we're going nuts for this. Um, in fact, let me just rant on it first and then I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you say something. But, um, I don't get what it's all about, really. Like, it annoys me actually because I watch AEW. Um, I, I watch AEW to watch AEW. People that are signed to AEW. I don't watch AEW because oh, I want to see all the best indie promotions or smaller promotions on one show coming together. Because I don't watch New Japan and I don't watch Impact. So basically, everything after Kenny Omega becoming champion has kind of annoyed me a little. Where it's all just become a bit of an indie circus and. Um, I know, I know that's a bit of an abstract opinion because people are loving it, but for me, like, say for example, um, uh, Kento, I know him as Hideo Asami, I don't know him as Kento, so for me it's all a bit messy and a bit all over the place, so I don't know, I'm not into it at the moment. I, I'll keep watching AEW Dynamite weekly, but I haven't had that buzz to be like, so I wouldn't watch it live. Um, I'd watch it like Thursday, like following day, and I haven't had that buzz to be like, oh, I've got to watch Dynamite, you know. I've, I've just kind of watched it later on in the day. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I, in fact, I've been skimming through it quite a bit. Um, but what I like on Dynamite is kind of like the AEW stuff. So like my favourite wrestler on Dynamite are like, um, I love Brick Baker, I like Jungle Boy, um, MJF as well, Sammy Guevara. All of that stuff is what I like, whereas it doesn't matter to me Like if you're bringing in the Good Brothers from Impact or you're bringing in Kenta or John Moxley is going over to Japan and all that sort of stuff. That doesn't matter to me, and it's just a bit annoying how that is like the main event picture right now. I just find that a little frustrating. Um, yeah, I'll hand it over to you. What, what are your thoughts? You might have a totally different opinion to me. I do. I actually have enjoyed it. Uh the cross promotions is like I used to watch a, literally everything across the board literally Impact New Japan AEW even some Mexico stuff like AAA and CMLL so I was like okay and I think it's fun that you know you can go here and there and like all the rest can go here and there and they could like do interpromotional matches and like 
have more fourteen matches, and then they'd be like only guys from impact and come to us. AEW to get a little love as well. They might not win, but you know, a little love. And I'm just waiting for like some of the women to actually come to uh, AEW for the impact and the women's division over there. It's pretty damn good as well. So, so like, I'm enjoying that aspect of it because I literally have watched all three promotions and even guys who came to WWE. So, like, I'm totally like fine with it. Like, I can see why you're a little annoyed because you know. Uh, guys who actually if you find a W are getting enough T V time, but to be fair, a lot of people who find an AW is still a little green. So yeah. I guess like A W Bark is perfectly fine for them for now. But yeah, like I'm totally screwing with it. And I know eventually once Omega leaves the title that might die down a little bit, but for now I'm just Enjoying like what I'm trying to wonder what different type of magic is get eventually, so I'm okay with it. Like for now, I mean, and, yeah, until it, and, until it becomes like total like overkill, and okay, or I already seen that before. So we like no, give someone else like a younger person who's just trying to experience. So like for, for now, I'm fine with it, but they're still going, keep going like major overboard with it. I might get a little annoyed, but yeah. Yeah, I think the word you just used, overkill, is kind of how I would describe it at the moment. Um, just for my little brain to comprehend. Not to say that like I'm trying to be open-minded with it. Like I say, I still am watching Dynamite every week. So not to say like six months from now I might love it. I might be introduced to a whole new range of new characters and wrestlers and stuff that I might really like. So, I mean, AEW was new to me. I, I didn't know who Britt Baker was before AEW. I didn't know who Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were before AEW. I didn't know who Sammy Guevara was. So, you know, I'm, I'm open to it because AEW is a new product. I just don't want them to lose what they started rather than be like, oh, actually, we're going to be just like a glorified indie now. I don't really want that. But um, you were saying about the women. Um, not, not with Impact, but with the women's side of things. They are doing this tournament at the moment, aren't they? Between yeah. um, the AEW kind of women's side of things and some and the Japanese uh, women. I saw yeah. um, a story or a news headline earlier today, actually, that said that um, apparently Hikaru Shida was involved with picking the um, entrance for yeah. like the Japanese yeah. side. Um, which is cool because end of the day the, the prize is to fight Shido. Um, but basically the way they're presenting it uh, on Dynamite is kind of like you see the American side on Dynamite, but they just show you like a highlight package of the Japanese side, which is basically it looks like it's taking place in like a warehouse. But I imagine that's due to the pandemic where they're not allowed to travel over and stuff like that. So I kind of let I'm going to let that kind of slide for now. But um it's entertaining either way. Uh, I'm hoping that I get Brit versus Shida and then get the belt on Brit just because I love her. But um, I wouldn't be surprised at this point to see a Japanese winner to face Shida. What do you think? Yeah, honestly, uh, even, uh, the Japanese side, I'm not really familiar with a lot of them. But um, hey, I think they're very familiar. Good work, honestly. Uh, on the U.S. side, um, you know, I'm just still waiting for a good day to get this title, actually. 
And obviously, that's who I thought Peter was going to lose the title to eventually. So, I keep going. Well, so if, if they're going to win it now. You know who one of my favorite uh, AEW women is? Uh, women are is isn't around at the moment because she's currently still injured. But um, Chris Statlander, I think she's really good. Oh. I love the whole like space gimmick and um, you know like, I think one of her finisher moves is called like the Big Bang, Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. So I quite like her. But um, mm-hmm. I think she's got a similar injury to what Tegan Knox has. Maybe I don't know how true that is, but I think it's something to do with her knee. That right? Yeah. Um, other than that, Team Brit the whole way for this um for this tournament. But uh, I guess we'll wait and see. I saw that uh, Riho was back last week on yeah. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I feel like she yeah. hadn't been around since she lost her title initially. I don't feel like I've seen her in ages. Yeah. Um, yeah. but she's quite talent, so it's nice to see her back. Like I say, I only really know uh, Riho and Shido when it comes to the Japanese side. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, um, Cool. I haven't actually got anything else wrestling-orientated to talk about, unless you have. Um, I did want to pick your brain on WandaVision. Because oh, uh, yeah. this is... Away from uh, away from wrestling, I mean, in terms of like one of the most talked about things online at the moment, or in the media industry, Disney Plus's WandaVision. What episode are we up to now? Seven or eight? Did we just have episode seven? It's about, it's about to be eight this Friday. Okay. Well, what have you thought so far? It was Agatha oh, yeah. all along. Oh, the fact that that song dropped on iTunes yesterday, I really downloaded, and it's my freaking alarm now. So funny. Yeah, no, I think it's been um, I think it's been a really good series so far. I've liked how. Love um, this show so much. I know I, when it all finishes as well, I'm probably gonna have to go back and rewatch it all, just because I want to pick out all the little bits and pieces that I've picked that I've missed. If you know what I mean, like I've only watched yeah. the episodes once each so far. Oh, I've watched then, every episode multiple times. <laughs> oh, really? Bloody hell. But then I end up on Twitter and people are talking and I'm like, you know what, I totally missed that. Where was that? I didn't even see that, you know. But, um, but no, I really, really do like it. It's a really good show. Um, I look forward to Fridays all of a sudden. Um, I'm much, much preferring it to the um, to Mandalorian, even though second second series of Mandalorian was really good too. Um, I've been much preferring, although they're totally different realms, I suppose, but... Um, for me and my own enjoyment, what division has been 10 out of 10 glory. I think most people online are saying the same thing as well. There is one or two people that I work with that aren't clicking with it. They're not really getting it because, like, I think it's the time and stuff, like, where it's set in different times and then it's kind of sped up things. I think they're just kind of not with it in relation to that or they haven't been with um, kind of Marvel and the Avengers up until this point, I suppose, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it, you feel Absolutely, because, first of all, I've been a big fan of the, of the Scarlet Witch and the Vision for, like, the longest time. I actually have one of their uh, classic comics here at home, so, like, I've been a big, big fan of them before they got their own series. And I like their Marvel iteration, 
to uh, the MCU version of it. I like Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic. Paul Bettany is fantastic too. Um, plus, I kind of had an idea how this series is going to go even before it started. You know, comics and everything. Yeah, I just I just love everything about this series. And it's so sad that it's going to two more episodes. But that's going to tie into Doctor Strange's movie. The second one, so I'm excited to see how it's going to conclude and how we're going to get to that Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, so people are speculating that there's going to be like um, a big MCU character towards the end of this series. A lot of people are speculating that it could be Doctor Strange. Other people are speculating that it might be um, Magneto. Um, to be honest, I, I'm not even speculating anything because like every week my mind has been blown with it. I'm just kind of yeah. going in. I'm just kind of, kind of going into every episode as if to like not expect anything, and then I'm like, wow, that was actually really, really good, you know. So uh, I don't know. That people are even saying like Captain Marvel might turn up because of the, um, the nah, Captain, I don't Marvel. See Captain Marvel. And I don't want to see Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't, that I, as, as you can as you can tell, I don't, I don't really uh, click with Captain Marvel. Oh, I thought you'd love her. You'd be all over oh, I, I, but, but I, I don't actually. I do not fancy her at all. <laughs> Is it because of um, Brie Larson's portrayal, or do you just not like the character? Oh, I like the comic book character. I think she's fantastic. I don't know if you like her. Just straight up. Oh, I like Brie. I think she's yeah. good. I've, I got a bit annoyed with her, like. She'd be missing for like half the film, and then she just came back to be like super dominant. I'm not not really a fan of that. But um, uh, I, I was happy that she wasn't in the whole film, but and, uh, <laughs> and I like the fact that she came back and got power stoned by Thanos. <laughs> oh man, I want to watch Endgame now. Um, <laughs> when we hang off, I'm literally going to go back and watch. Although I'm doing the X Men, so I'm going to do X Men first, and then I might Don't do Avengers. Yeah, finish X Men. Yeah. And then I'll start Iron Man and work my way up to Endgame. So, uh, again, I feel like I could do that, like, constantly. I don't know. So, uh... Right before lockdown, and might as well do it. I That's it. Opportunity. Like I say, I am in, inside for a little while longer yet. So, mm. uh, definitely got plenty of time to watch all the TV, all the films. So, um, the only other thing I wanted to pick your brain on I mean, people after the wrestling bit might have switched off at this point, but we don't, you know, we probably won't talk once a month or something when the wrestling's been yeah. on, but just to kind of have a mm-hmm. bit of a catch-up. Um, who, who's up your ass on the old uh, FPL fantasy football table? Oh, I'm, only behind, I'm only behind 25 points to, uh, what's his name, Harry Winks and whatever his name is? Yeah, Harry, um, so Harry is my... Dad's partner's son. <laughs> yeah, uh, so Harry, I don't, I don't yeah, really I, know I, him. I've only I met him once. Harry, I call him Harry. Oh, man, you're, you're sitting pretty in second. Um, and I'm, I've been third for like the longest time. Bearing in mind this is out of a group of 25. You're second and I'm third. And Harry's top. Yeah. But, um I'm on 1,533, and you're on 1,576. Uh, with quite a few game weeks to go, you're definitely catchable. So, um, yeah. I was going to ask Harry, I don't even look too high, and I see how close you are now. Like, you got 83 points this week, so you made up a good chunk. 
Well, one thing I do know about him is that he is a um, West Ham fan. And uh, West Ham have been doing quite well. So maybe yeah. that's a little connection. Maybe. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Trying to chase you, to, you down first before I get on to him. But he's a bit further ahead of me. So I'm just aiming for one of those Champions League places that my actual team won't ever achieve again by the looks of it. So Hey, unless they win Europa League. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Hey, I, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even think we'll beat Benfica tomorrow. To be honest, like I feel like we fluffed it last week. We should have put them away last week, but we didn't. So that might come back to bite us tomorrow evening. Find out. Um, it's not been a great season. You know, not the fact that the whole pandemic as well. So I haven't actually been able to see my team play for a while. But they're not playing particularly well anyway. So. We did, we did kind of get a bit of form back and then it was kind of dipped in and out. But the game that we played you at the weekend, like, you won 1-0, but, like, I felt like you didn't have to do anything else after, like, the first 10 minutes. Like, we were never going to score, like, that whole game. It was just like a training game for you guys. But, I don't know. Did you watch it at all or were you working? Yeah, I, did. I was able to watch the first half. I was like, okay, um... We're up 1-0. Um, our defense looks uh, unbreakable. Um, I would think we were trying to also save our legs since we have our Champions League game today. Oh, of course. I always forget about that because um, we're not in it. <laughs> so I forget that the Champions League is happening. Um, I just assumed that Arsenal weren't in it, so then it didn't happen anymore. Uh, <laughs> I think you should win it now, though. Like, not partic- not Maybe not this year, but like... City are that good, you know. When you look at the way they just rolled us over at the weekend, like I don't know, right? I feel like we, I feel like we can win the quadruple this year. Oh well, why not? I mean, you've got the manager, you've got all the all the talent that you need. You know, you've got multiple teams that you can pick. Makes it a bit difficult for the old fantasy Premier League though, because um, there's this term going around on Twitter called Pep Roulette where you don't know what players Pep's going to put out. So it's a bit hard picking Man City yeah. assets. But, um, but, yeah, I think like this, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it soon. You know, Man City or PSG, mm-hmm. you know, they're the money clubs. One of them needs to win the Champions League soon to prove their worth, really. Otherwise, is it, you know, is it worthwhile? But I think you'll win the league, hands down. You know, um, I can't imagine... Who's, who's the closest to you in the league at the moment? Man United? Man United. Yep. See, I don't think Man United... They're good, but they're not great. Whereas City are great. So, I guess we'll wait and see, but... I don't know. Um, we're coming up to two hours, so... You know, I don't know, people might have turned off already by now, but uh, let's look to wrap it up. Um, who's going to be your wrestler of this episode, my friend? Hmm. I'm going to give it um, to... <laughs> Why not? Because, you know, good good tenured guy, you know. Sure, he's not going to make it to WrestleMania champion, but hey, you know what? At least he cast it in successfully. I'll go give it to The Miz. <laughs> I'm going to give it to The Miz, too, purely because... So between this episode and the next one, he probably would have lost the title in that time. So this will probably yep. be the only episode where I can say let's, WWE let's champion. The Miz. Yeah, WWE champion The Miz is going to be let's my wrestler. Let's throw him a bone. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's throw him a bone. Now, to be fair, I mean, the guy's dedicated, you know, he is a WWE lifer. So I'll yeah. give him that, you know. Uh, where can people find you on the social media outlets? You can find me at itsmeestv30 on Instagram and Twitter. Wonderful. I am at uh, jamespuey91. Um, that'll do it for this episode. We will be back, what, in a month's time, roughly, for um, uh, Fastlane. Fast lane. The fastest of all the lanes um, yeah. on the build-up to this WrestleMania. Until then, guys and girls, enjoy the wrestling. Um I mean, I'm one to, I'm, I'm not really one to say because I bash it all the time on Twitter, but especially in lockdown and stuff in this country particularly, I am grateful, you know, that I get nine hours of wrestling to watch a week. So it's not all good, but it still gives me something to watch. So I am grateful for it. And I do I do enjoy it sometimes, I promise. I promise. But that is going to do us for now. Um, we'll see you next time down the road. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Are you kidding me?